I am so grateful to be able to share this word with you today. And I, I am pleased that you've joined with me. We've been studying on finding, finding Jesus. Uh, we have sought for him. And we've had some, an awesome few weeks of teaching all about how to find Jesus, the people who found him. And hopefully during this season, you have found him as well. And you've learned that you can find him in the chaos. You can find him on the journey. Uh, he will reveal himself to you in the field as he did to the shepherds as they were keeping watch. Uh, I'm so grateful. I've loved so much about the season. Uh, yes, we had to close our in-house services for the past three weeks. Uh, and uh, I just, you know, we ha- we've had so many individuals uh, that I know of that had had uh, this, this virus. And for the most part, everyone has uh, just come right through it. Um, most individuals had no difficulty whatsoever. We've had some that we've been praying extra for. Uh, so we quarantined everyone. We just said, we'll just quarantine everybody for a few weeks. And, uh, but, but when I look back over the, this year, I'm going to have some extreme memories, especially the beginning of the year and then the crazy ending of the year. But I will remember when we get through this, the extreme spiritual closeness that we've had. During March and April and May, we had online services only. Uh, right through uh, our Easter celebration. But somehow through it all, even when we came back together with those who were able to come, and then many of you who have not been able to be in the house during the season, in all of this time, we were able to uh, have just great gatherings. We've had some spectacular celebrations. And then we were able to meet in the park Uh, Just a couple of months ago, what a wonderful gathering that was. Thank you for being a part of everything. So uh, this past Christmas Eve, uh, how how many of you were gathering with us for Christmas Eve? That was an amazing gathering also, wasn't it? We had so many individuals. We just broke all kinds of analytic records uh, we had usually in, in the past, we've had a few people online on Christmas Eve and then just a packed out house here at the, at the building. But this Christmas Eve, though, we weren't here in the building and we, we streamed it from our home at the same time, we had 2,700 individuals that viewed. Somebody praise Jesus for that. What a gathering that we had for Christmas Eve as we lit the Christmas Christ candle together. So here we are. Here we are. The trees are still up in the house. We're getting ready to celebrate the new year. Here we are. You've uh, probably taken all the Christmas present wrapping and you put it in a trash can and uh, you're looking at the tree. I remember last year we drove back from Ohio and uh, Avalyn rode back with us in the car. And when she came home and we went into the house, Avi looked at our Christmas tree and she looked up at me and she said, Pap, what happened to all the presents? And I could just see, I mean, she was, she was just two years old, but she had this understanding. Wait a minute. Something is different. Something has changed. Which brings me to my teaching today. We're going to ask the question, we're going to answer the question, what now? What's next? Everybody's wanting to know what's next. 
We're going to look at these scriptures in Luke 2.18. Specifically, the shepherd says, And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. There was this spirit of wonder, but there's this spirit of, okay, there's a baby. He's the king of the Jews. There were angels that were singing, what's next? What should we wait for? In fact, let's open this with a reading from Luke 2, 15 through 20. The scripture reads this way. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see the things that this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. Everything that the angels had spoken. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in, in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. I want to talk to you from the thought, what now? Say it again. Everybody say it. What now? Go ahead and say it. What now? Yeah. Wake the person up in your, who's still asleep there on the sofa. What now? What's next? I was, in case you didn't know this, you probably heard my stories before. I was the what now kid when I was growing up. Uh, if there was a loud noise in the house, when I was a boy, they were looking for Ricky. Uh, what's he done now? What's happened now? Where's Ricky? As a baby, I was the jaundiced baby when I was born. I had to stay in the hospital a little extra. I was the one who got the concussions, who had the bike wrecks that they remember and they tell about. I was the child that was uh, victimized by a burn. I, I, Of course, you know the story of my healing regarding that, but I was also the ones who was... Uh, getting the, the heavy spankings for lying and saying the bad words. I was the what now kid. Got any what now folks in the house? What are you going to get into next? What's going to happen next? And, 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 but it continued as I grew up. As I grew, I had a very real experience with Jesus. A very deep encounter with him. And as a young man, I began to hear his voice and experience encounters. You've heard me tell stories about dreams that I've had uh, from the Lord, where the Lord would meet me and give me a dream, or in my prayers, give me a vision. It's been weird, but it's been real. Anybody know what I'm saying? It's been really that the encounter with Jesus that I've had was not just an encounter that I had. It's, it's not that I just met Jesus at the manger, but I've experienced Jesus in my life. Sometimes life can be difficult, but in all of this, we need to be careful in all of the moments, in all of the what now moments, what's next moments. We need to be careful not to waste these moments. I keep finding more and more about God's ability to show up in our lives. He just has a way of kind of riding in to our lives and uh, speaking. Hey, Malachi, what are you doing skating in the church building, man? That's kind of cool and crazy at the same time. I was looking for the Manny Pad we built. The Manny Pad? Yeah. Manny Pad. There's something called a Manny Pad? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Manny Pad. It's not here. It's in the garage. Well, yeah, I, I put it in the garage so, you know, after church we can go, you know, 
do it. But hey, since you're here and you got your board, okay. why don't you go ahead and do a trick for me? Go ahead. Oh, gosh. I'll right, try. You're, I, can't, you're, I can't make any promises. Okay, come on. Come on. You're on the spot. Come on. You're on camera. You're online. Come on. You got this. Yeah! Okay, okay. You, you want a second? Yeah, I'm going to take a second. You want a second? Okay, all right. Yeah! Okay, you want me to do that now? Yeah, here we go. Okay, all right, all right, here we go, here we go, here we go. Ready, ready? Yes, perfect. Boom! Okay, wait. We did it, everybody, he did it! Yeah, one foot. Perfect. How cool is that? I'm Pat. He's Tony Hawk. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Tony Hawk. Yeah, yeah, the old guy. Man, that's been cool though. I mean, but we, I mean, if we had, you know, if we had that uh, mani pad thing, that it's like a grind box, right? You mean? Yeah, there's basically a little, remember, remember the little metal thing that yeah. we somehow found? That's right, because we didn't have it. We, you said, Pap, let's go look out. And we looked out my backyard and we didn't have anything. Nothing. And uh, for a little two so I said, let's go to the church and look out in the shed. And we somehow found everything we needed. Exactly. Everything. We found. Our wood, we found the wood, we found, found, found planks, the we found yeah, a, the crate. A cr- huge crate. We and found then some we plywood, had like super thick plywood. Three quarter inch plywood, that was so good. And then there was one last thing that we could not find. Because you we, can't grind on wood. Yeah, obviously. It's too sticky. I know this stuff. <laughs> and we were thinking that we were going to have to go to Home Depot and spend some money, but we ended up looking in the very corner, the, very the back, back corner. corner of the shed and finding the exact piece. Yeah, we it, was, it was like that piece, and we just. And then we took it home and just, and, but, you know, as we, we loaded everything, it all fit in my Jeep. It was yep. no problem. And then we drove to Chick-fil-A. That's right. Because you had, a, you've been in Vancouver. Uh-huh. C- Canada. And we somehow got super lucky that Peyton was there. Yes. And, and we got she, free Chick-fil-A. Don't tell me. I don't think we're supposed to tell anybody that. No, Sorry, Peyton. Don't tell anybody. Okay. Please she don't gave tell us anybody. A, she gave you a sandwich. Yeah. yeah, I got a sandwich. Because the sauce. line was just super long, and we Massive. were about to pull out, but Peyton, decided, she was about to get off work. So it just so happened that we were there at the same time. She was getting ready to leave, and she saw yep. us about to leave. And she said, you guys about to leave? She said, yeah, we were going to do that, and yada, yada, yada. And the next thing, you are loaded up. Oh, yeah. It's crazy like, how everything just kind of worked sandwich. out. Yeah. And we were talking about how it just all worked out. And then we got home, and we put all the stuff the together. You used and then the it worked saw. out amazing. Huh? You used the power saw. I did use a power saw, which was awesome. Yeah. This was... massive power saw that I could have cut my finger off. But, but no, I look. did it. That's right. Look, I got all my, I got all my fingers. That's kind of cool. Fingers, all my fingers. I just think it's kind of cool that everything worked out. Yeah. It's, you know? yeah. I mean, it's Christmas. And... It was a really, really cool Christmas. And I got to do some fun things with my fat. Oh, my God. Get out of here. Go ride your skateboard. I'll see you at home. Okay. All right. Bye. I'm going to give you this. Okay. You going to go that way? All right. <laughs> Stay for the sermon. Okay. That's so hilarious. Let's hear from Malachi. Come on, hear from Malachi. Yes. So, I, you know, I love Christmas, and sometimes there are things that I don't love so much. But in it all, as I go through it all, I need to be aware that I'm not alone. And in these moments, even like the grind box, I kept finding Jesus. I have guidance. Oh, yeah, Manny Pad. Yeah, Manny Pad. Even, even in those moments, I have guidance. Literally, I have these God moments. And I, it was really the, the, the Manny Pad thing. If you don't know what it is, you just have to Google. But it's you know, just a square that you know, they can jump on their, skate, their skateboard with it. I don't know why they do this stuff. They're just crazy. But, but uh, 
here we are at the shed. Now, I don't know if you've looked in the shed, but the shed really needs a cleaning. And so we were looking in the shed and there was a lot of stuff. It's kind of, when you look in, it's like there's a lot of stuff that looks like it needs to be trashed. So we had this moment where we looked in and we just said, wow, it's all full of junk. And it was like, ah, but we kept looking and looking and found that stuck inside of all of the junk was treasure. It was exactly in the junk. You hear what I'm saying? In the junk, there was treasure there. Maybe sometimes, sometimes you have to look deeper in the shed. I said shed. You need to look in the, yeah, and see if there's some treasure inside of it. Can I get an amen from somebody? This is different for us. We, we, are, we are believers, like Mary and Joseph. We have all encountered the Lord Jesus. You can't just walk away from 2020 and say, where was God when we needed him? There is treasure. There is treasure in all the mess. There is treasure in all the confusion if you'll look deeper. So I'm only going to give you two truths that you can learn on the backside of all of the stuff that you've gone through. And as we come through 2020, two truths, and these are just right out of the scripture, right out. And I want you to shout it. I want you to write it down. Okay, first of all, first words, treasure up. Somebody shout it. Treasure up. Hey, did, did I hear you? Treasure up. That's what the scripture says. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. She treasured up. See, now Mary had experienced a crazy season. I mean, think about Mary's life. Think about the season of her life. So Mary is a young girl who's getting ready. She is betrothed. She is engaged to Joseph to marry him. Mary is just going through life. It's, I mean, this is great. Joseph has got to be a great man. Everything's working out. And then Mary has this encounter with God. Uh, you know there's confusion. She is pregnant. She's had an encounter with God, but the encounter and what happens on the inside of her also brings confusion to others. Can I tell you this? Everyone doesn't always understand your encounter. Everybody doesn't see the good in what you're experiencing, and sometimes you don't see it for yourself. Mary had to get to that place where finally she, she said, with God, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible with God. But then she also had to go and visit Elizabeth because she was walking through it. Also, her fiance is struggling too. So he's looking at Mary's encounter. And the angel of the Lord speaks to Joseph. And he has an encounter with God. But still, he's going to have to marry her. He's got to deal with all of the, the gossip, all of the confusion. And then they end up having to take a trip to Bethlehem in order to pay taxes uh, in all of this, they're, they're going to have the supernatural birth and a starlit stable. This is a crazy year in the life of Mary, but it doesn't stop. And there's two times where we see this phrase. First, we see it here in Luke 2.19. After the shepherds leave, the Bible says that the shepherds are shouting and telling everybody the good news. Mary, however, is treasuring up. The Bible says she treasured up all these things, and pondered them in her heart. Now, this is when the baby's a child. How many have ever had that experience? You got this little, this little one. I mean, Malachi's here. Malachi's, you know, 13 now, but 
You know, I remember when he was living here and he was born in two and three. And I got all these treasures. I got all these memories, these, these babies, little guy memories that I have in my life. I've got those with, with my granddaughter, Abby. I got those memories with my own kids. I mean, my own, my own children were up here singing today. And they're like, adults. We don't even call them super young adults anymore. Yeah, they're young adults. What am I saying? But... I'm, I'm saying I still, I still, as a dad, I have these treasure moments, the things that Diana and I treasure in our heart, great memories, the first times they sang, the first steps that they took. But this is not the only treasure moment. The Bible goes on in the same scripture, in the same chapter, Luke 2 moves at least 10 years up to 12 years down the road from the moment where Mary first had her treasure up time. Luke 2.51, the Bible says again, and his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. You see that? Now this is, this is when he's becoming a teenager. Now you know the story in Luke chapter 2, verse 41. The Bible says that his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of the Passover when he was 12 years old, they went up according to the custom. And when the feast ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents didn't know it. All right. How many have a 12, 13, 14-year-old that does some things that you don't know about? Do you ever have that kid? How many know the 12 and 13, 14, 15? How many? I, I, look, I got any teen, teenagers in the room. I ain't busting on you. I'm just saying as... Somebody that's been down the road. And some of you say, well, I don't have any kids. Yeah, but you were a kid. And you got some nephews and nieces. You got some kids you know about. Now, I want you to get this. His parents did not know that Jesus was staying behind. But supposing him to be in the group, he always, he's coming along. He's probably riding on a skateboard in the back. They went a day's journey and began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they didn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem searching for him. And after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all those who heard him were amazed at his understanding. But look at verse 48, okay? So Jesus is doing this really cool thing. He's hanging out in the temple, talking to the leaders and the elders at 12 years old. But look at verse 48. When his parents saw him, does this teenager just sound like your mom and dad? They were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us this way? Look, your father, behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, why are you looking for me? Now, you've got to be careful with this. You know this is Jesus. It almost sounds like a smart remark. Why are you looking for me? Why are you looking for me? And did, did you not know that I must be in my father's house? So I was with my father, is what he's saying. But then Luke explains, they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them, and he went down with them. Read this. This is important. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. I want you to see this. Jesus, the Son of God, who was able to sit and astound the religious leaders of his day. This miracle of heaven, born of a virgin of the Holy Spirit, submitted himself to his mother and father, and during those years grew in wisdom and grew in stature. It prepared him. Now, when I say 
that Mary treasured these things up. In other words, Mary didn't throw away the things that she did not understand. She held on to those moments in her life. You know, church, I need to tell you, you need to treasure up. Church, you need to treasure up. I don't know what you're dealing with. I know some of the things are painful. You don't understand where Jesus is. You don't understand what Jesus is doing. Listen to your pastor. Let me teach you right now. Treasure up. Don't throw it away. Put it aside if you don't understand it as treasure and wait for a Holy Spirit to help you deal with it. I mean, can you imagine Mary and Joseph when they can't find Jesus? We were given this treasure. We were given the Son of God to raise, and we've already lost him. Perhaps he's been destroyed. They've already been to Egypt. They've hid him out in, in Egypt because Herod was going to kill him, but now they feel like they have lost Jesus. Folks, just because you don't know what's going on right now doesn't mean you've lost Jesus. Just because you're struggling doesn't mean that it's not treasure. Hold on to this. Remember Romans 8.28? I love this in the living uh, version. And 8.28, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good. Now, I know you think you know the scripture, but look at it. I know, you, I know we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Read the rest. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Get this. Embrace this teaching, would you? You are being raised like Jesus was being raised. God has a plan for your life. And it may not all be easy right now, but you are being raised up like Jesus. Your life, hear me, your life is going to work out. Ultimately, you're going to bring glory to the Father. You're being raised, and you might not get this at all, but I'm going to tell you, you're supernatural. That's right. You're supernatural. You are of heaven, and God has a plan. So even if you feel lost right now, God knows exactly where you are. Treasure up these moments. We need to be like Mary with our families, with our children, and even with ourselves. Some of that stuff that's in the shed is a miracle that God wants to remind you of. Now, what do you do once you've encountered heaven? Once you've encountered Jesus? Just one more thing. I said treasure up. The second thing, fear down. Treasure up, fear down. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all that they had seen and heard. That's an interesting statement for those shepherds, isn't it? Because the Bible doesn't say that the shepherds were afraid. The Bible says that the, she the shepherds were greatly afraid. They were, they were so afraid. I mean, think about it. When the angels appeared to them in the field, I mean, some of them passed out, okay? That's what I think. I think they're screaming, what? What's going on? What are these weird creatures? What's happening? You can almost, when you look at it, you can almost see. I mean, what would you do if you saw something as terrifying as an army of brightly shining, flaming angels in the sky and they're talking to you? You know, really though, they're much like the culture that we live in. Have you ever met a person 
that just wouldn't stop talking about their fears or their complaints. That person, if they call you on the phone or start a text thread, you're going to hear every complaint, every gripe, and story of gloom and despair. It's like, are they still texting me? Really? Now, I want you to understand something about the culture that we're living in right now. We live in a culture of fear. We are inundated with fearful statements and the sheer volume of news coverage due to the need to suck in a 24-hour-a-day news cycle that keeps you watching. It seems like there is the constant importance of giving you fearful statements and then we socially share it. You can feel how the media focuses on catastrophes, possible threats, and the most dramatic world news. It's like, here we are on the news today and nothing is going good in all of the world. Thank you for joining us. I mean, when in reality, if you looked at, if you looked at the stats, crime is down from what it was years ago. I know you think it's up, but really, it's down. I mean, even when we think about COVID, and you were wearing masks and taking care of one another. Really, when you look at the stats, overwhelmingly, people survive it. They get through it. Massively, the stats are for you, might say. And, and you know, you might say, how do you know this, Pastor? Well, you know, I know some people that have had it. And some people have been sick. I'm not saying not to, not, not to uh, take care of yourselves. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is is that don't let the fear bury you. What do you do with fear? It's, we had fear a long time before COVID showed up. Can I get an, an amen to that? I mean, what do you do with it? How do you fear down? Let me just give you a few practical statements. One, capture all what-if thoughts. Capture them. Thoughts that ask you to answer a question before it occurs. Now, there's some things that you have to answer. But capture them and determine whether or not this is just fear or something that you need to prepare for. Compare it to the reality uh, that the Lord is with you. I know this is a great dilemma. This is a great problem. But guess what? God is still with you. And be aware, but don't fixate. Does that make sense to anybody? Be aware of what's going on. Awareness is a good thing. But fixation is destructive. There are lots of things we don't know about ourselves and others, the future, life in general, over our, our own mortality and more. That it, it can leave us with a fear of the unknown, but constantly exploring topics that cause you fear and, and finding more reasons to be afraid is not helping you. Fear down. And then practice mindfulness and prayerfulness. Mindfulness teaches you how to pay attention to the present moment. Some of us are missing the present because we're too worried about the future. Get into the habit of simply noticing the types of thoughts that cause you anxiety and then take some deep breaths and settle down and prayerfully take all of your pain, all of your fear to the Lord. Take your anxiety to him. And then let me say one more thing regarding fear down. Remember your visitation. 
Anybody remember when you had a visitation from God? Do you remember your baptism? Anybody remember when you had baptisms at the bay uh, this past September? Anybody remember when we had when you were baptized, when you confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord? Maybe you're like me and you remember when you were five years old and you first experienced the divine presence of God in your own heart. Do you remember those moments? Do you remember when he healed you in the past? Do you remember when he saved your marriage and you thought it was over? Do you remember how God brought peace to your broken heart in difficult times? Do you remember moments like that? Or have you put it out in the shed and thought it was worthless? Go out to those things that you have laid aside and remember there's some great moments that you had encounters with God. God doesn't want you to be afraid. Let me just wrap this up today just by giving you some scriptures. The scripture's full of these moments that belong to you and I. You need to go back and get them. Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then in Isaiah 43 and 1. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Another version says, you belong to me. Daniel chapter 10, Daniel gets this word, O man, greatly beloved, fear not, peace be to you, be strong, yes, be strong. And then in these Christmas scriptures, in Luke chapter 1 verse 30, the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. In Matthew 1 and 20, to Joseph, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of, uh, son of David, do not be afraid to take you Mary as to take you marry your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And then in Luke 2 and 10, the angel said, to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. And then in John 2, verse 6, 19 through 21, they saw Jesus walking on the sea, drawing near to the boat. Remember the story? And they were afraid. But as he walks on the water to them, he says, it is I. Come on, read it with me. Do not be afraid. And then finally, in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 17. When I saw him, John said, I fell at his feet as though I were dead. But he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. Do you hear that? He holds the keys. You don't have to be afraid of death. He holds the keys. I have two, those two words that I want to give you today. Two words. What do you do now? What now? Treasure up, fear down. That's what you do. Say it. Treasure up, fear down. Two responses that we should consider as we complete Christmas and as we complete the year of 2020. These difficult moments are not difficult moments. They are God moments. And I've found in times when I felt like God was nowhere to be found, he was right there in the middle of it. I struggle. Anybody else struggle? 
I have struggled during this time. I know you do, but, but can you just right now? Come on, maybe you can do it right there as I'm speaking to you. Come on, treasure up, fear down, post or tell someone about your encounter with God or how you saw an encounter that was devastating, but you found out that that moment was really treasure. Or fear down, come on, fear down. List about five ways that God has met your needs, that he has provided for you, that he has shown up, treasure up. You need to take your sorrow. You need to take your pain and give it over to the Lord Jesus right now. Take some of those moments that are causing you fear. Say, Lord, show me the treasure in it. You might have to sit quietly and listen to the Lord for a few moments, but can I promise you this? He will take your pain. He will take your fear. And he will turn it in to something you can live with, something that you can use for joy. Just like Malachi and his Mandy, Manny Pad. Just think about what God can do with the junk that's in your life. Maybe some of you don't even know Jesus. I know people are at different places. Some of you are listening to me right now. And you say, but where was God? I, can I tell you this? That when you come to Christ, everything in your past isn't lost. He'll even take those things from your past and he'll use them for your glory and for his glory. Those things that you were afraid of in years gone by, he will use those He's not finished with you. Some of you are just beginning to serve the Lord and you're just beginning to learn his presence in difficult time. Don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. You're just beginning to serve the Lord. Trust him and know that he'll bless you. He'll use you. Be, let him be, be glorified in your life now. Trade your sorrow. Trade your pain. Father, I pray for those who are coming to you now that they would overcome their pain. They would overcome their sorrow. They would rejoice with you. They would lay things down and treasure up and fear down in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's worship a little more right now. Come on. Come on, put your hands together. Let's worship him. Let's glorify him. Come on, let's do it. Sorrow may last for the night His joy comes with 
Listen, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Be gracious to you and give you peace. Remember, treasure up. Fear down. Let's celebrate. Let's say yes to the Lord. Come on. Praise you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, 